Come share. Sit on so, Nathan's lap. <laughs> so. <laughs> Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Nathan Hennessy. Here for another week. Welcome back. Kieran Stockton. Hi, hi. And joining us for the first time ever, our newest member from Western Australia. That one didn't rhyme as well. <laughs> Holly Buckley. Hello. How are you going? Yeah, good. Lovely to uh, have you on board. Um, very exciting times ahead. Holly, do you have any ties to Tasmania at all? No. No. Okay, good. Mm. We're off to a good start. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you just thought it was a conspiracy theory where well played is basically all Tasmanian, but we're pretty well represented. You're Western Australian. I'm sort of New South Welshman. We've got Victorians, like Tasmanians, lots of them for some reason. So what? Well, well, three and a half states. Actually, Excellent. I don't think we actually have any proper Victorians. No, people who are originally have... from Victoria. No. Mm. Just poses. So Kieran and migrants. from WA. Huh. Nathan and I from Tassie. And that's it. Need to get Dan Andrews on the show. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why oh, not? I'm sure he's a, he's a bit he's a big fan. I, I mean, he's just yeah. broken oh. past the swear barrier with shitty. He said oh, shitty the other he? day, so now he's got a. Spice it up, drop a drop a half a C word or something midway through the podcast. My partner was pretty impressed by that. She's like, Dan, nice one. Nice one. Dropping a shitty in a in a presser. Woo. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Well <laughs> So we've all uh, how have we all recovered from our massive uh, live stream last week? Holly, I think you were in the chat yep. watching. Yep, I was watching. It was all good. How yeah, how'd you uh, find our first ever live show? It was amazing. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it was interesting seeing how everyone reacted. <laughs> what? Um, who was your favourite? Uh, who was the who was the, uh, the best on ground? Uh, the best on ground. <laughs> Nathan was very prominent in his Returnal. Ah, talk. thank you. Woo-hoo! All I did was talk about Returnal. Yeah, I was gonna say all I did was talk about Returnal. So if it was a Returnal <laughs> podcast, exactly. it was. Yeah, it was, it was basically yeah. an advertisement for the game Returnal. Yeah. Go it was basically Returnal. And Shadow Warrior 3. That's <laughs> right. If I, if I convinced one person to play Returnal, we've had a good run. <laughs> have uh, Have you played Returnal? I've not because I've only just joined the PlayStation 5 Club. I don't oh. have it yet. It should oh. be coming tomorrow. Oh. The actual yeah, PlayStation 5? What was that? You, you got a PlayStation 5? I've managed to buy one and I'm, hopefully it's coming nice tomorrow. So. Man, that must have been scalper. hard work. How much? 1200 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got it for... Retail price. Oh, God. Scalpers are being kind. Did you go the um, the disc version or the, the discless? I went for the disc version due to yeah. Australian internet. Good call. Also, yes. just yeah, be good, careful, good. it's upside down. <laughs> I've heard oh, that. it is. Oh, yes, man. it is very much 100% upside down. The, the PS Five's architecture is a, is a mess. It's, it's, it's odd. I'm standing up like the Tower of Siren in, in my room. No, Siren. Siren. I can't do that. It's like, the, 
Yeah, my, my cats don't have real good sense of, of objects, and I'll just knock it over. That's not going to last long at all. There <laughs> yeah, you go. That. Now, mine's standing up because I'm worried about lying it down. I don't know why. It just it feels wrong. Plus, it sits <laughs> next to my Xbox Series X. And, you know, I've got Did the, you ever own you know, any other PlayStation in your the... time? Pardon me? <laughs> Did you have, have you ever owned like a PS1 or anything? Uh, yeah, PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4. And how do they sit? They all sit on their side, don't they? Yeah, I've never had a vertical one. I've never had any console be vertical except for these two. I mean, Brilliant. Guess, can you lie the Xbox One down? I haven't even tried it. Is that against the rules? Yeah, I don't think Phil Spencer <laughs> I think that like it. Does that void your warranty? <laughs> it probably does. I mean, you've got the heat vent going out the side. There's just there's no sense there. <laughs> what about... Um... No, no, never mind. <laughs> no. We'll come I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to ask Holly we'll if Returnal's first game on a list... And she uh, says... It's not, unfortunately. No! Oh, well. What is the first game on your list? So I bought two today. I bought yep. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Perfect. Apart. Perfect, yes. And nice. Sackboy, because I love co-op games. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm keen to get my oh, hands fine. on that. Mm. Mm. Karen, did you get Ratchet and Clank? Did I? Yeah, I thought you got it for you and the... Yeah, and yeah, Killian and I play it. Um, yeah, my, my son and I play it. He's four... Uh, yeah, we put it on a, on a mode where you, you can't die, so you yeah. just can shoot people endlessly, and um, he absolutely loves it. He I talks think that's about it brilliant. All the time. Yeah, yeah, it's good fun, man. He's very much into Iron Man at the moment, so I'm almost going to buy Avengers, which I normally would never do because the game is terrible, <laughs> but I just know that it would blow his tiny mind to be able yeah, to play exactly. Iron Man, which, is, which is, would be entertaining for me anyway. Yeah, I support that. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So I think that's going to be our next, uh, our next adventure. Very, very nice. All right, well, let's get stuck straight into it. Uh, what have we all been playing? Holly, do you want to kick us off? What well, have we been playing over the last week or so? Obviously, I jumped into the Rainbow Six Season 3 uh, Crystal Guard. So that was a nice little taste of the new season. So you were a big player of Rainbow Six Siege before that? Uh, it was on and off, you know, because sometimes the new operators come in and then they just... But it was like, you know, I let... you go through the phases where you, like, hit, like, Siege and you play it forever and then you just... It's all or nothing with Siege for me. Yeah, mm. I'm very much the same. Play it a lot <laughs> and then just don't play it for months. Yeah, well, they mix up the meta quite often, mm. right? So that yeah. would be confusing. And also, you got, you got to either be on the train or off the train. And when you come back, you're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, Amen. Exactly. Mm. So, Kieran, you and I, we, we played back in the day when it, when it first came out. Yeah, uh, probably got spanked, I imagine. <laughs> well, I think I was borderline <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I remember, I to be. I remember dig, uh, digging that bloke um, with the thermite that you could break through. Like the reinforced walls. Oh, thermite with the thermite. Is that what his name is? It? <laughs> yeah, it is. His name is thermite. There yeah, you go. He's so aptly named with. It all is thermite, thermite, isn't it? Holly, am I right? Yeah, it's yeah, good. <laughs> but also fuse. It was fuse the one where you could put like war grenades and shoot them into the next room and kill Absolute the hostage. Absolute bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I remember Zach killing many a hostage that way. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how it goes too. Yeah, that did. Definitely happened. Yeah. It was a great game. I reviewed I it. These can now shoot through reinforced walls if that's going to make it even more. <laughs> oh, great. Problem. More hostages have to die more because Fuse needed a buff. Yep. There you go. Thanks, Fuse. Shout out. Well, you know, one less ho- 
don't know. The <laughs> <laughs> sausage in the world. Thank God. Um, yeah, nice. So, all right. So, what does the new season have? Uh, I know that your preview's up on the website, but just give us a quick, quick rundown of what you actually played because it sounds like it wasn't a very meaty upgrade. It's no. just a little, little minor one. Yeah, it's a small, mainly small one. There was one new operator called Osa who's a attacking one with a bulletproof see-through shield, which can be held in like a smaller version and then it can be deployed on the floor or on windows. So she can like have naughty little peak angles and it's like um, if you're familiar with Mira in the game, she's got a little hmm. like compression thing canister which can be shot and it brings it down. So that was the main big up, um, update. And then there was a couple of little map tweaks that added more, like, access and stuff. So that was the main yeah. thing. It wasn't huge. Who was the, the shield character in the original who was a bit controversial because he was super easy to use? Uh, Mountain, is it? Or something? Uh, oh. Yeah, Montaigne. Oh, yeah. It's Montaigne. actually the French word for <laughs> French Mountain. Mountain. Carry on. Man <laughs> after my own heart. Um, yeah, I remember him being pretty OP. Mm. And then they added uh, So this Osa <laughs> chick is not like him in any way? Is he gone? Is he dead? <laughs> he's, he's still in it, but... Just like No, so she's... <laughs> uh, like, it's a much smaller shield, like the same size as the Defender's one that mm-hmm. they can deploy. Um, so if she crouches, you can't really shoot her unless you get behind. But if she stands up, you can shoot her legs, just like Captain America. But, um, yeah. but yeah, no, she's... His only weakness, his legs. His only weakness is legs, yeah. So, I read today that she's actually the first transgender character for for Siege. That's what I've heard as well. There wasn't any mention of it. Yeah, I was going to. I meant to. I meant to ask you that because um, I saw it this morning. So, so they never revealed that um, during your little preview session. Nope. Curious. Because I read a couple of previews, yeah, and none of them made any mention of that. Because I was like, oh, what's going on? This is pretty big. Like, it's newsworthy. Pretty, pretty, yeah, it's big. Like, yeah. it's pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, I wonder why they give you all the access to, um, you know, the new content, but not sh- sort of share that little detail with you. But that, that's cool. Um, it's good that there's a bit more diversity in that game. The other thing I did love um, to read is that my man Leon Kennedy, <laughs> shout out, coming to uh, coming to see you. Shout out uh, to, the, to the Backstreet Boy himself with that beautiful comb over he's got and that beautiful part mm. i don't know if you know this about zach but he is in love with leon kennedy i mean you know now at least <laughs> so who um, gets the leon kennedy skin lion lion okay mm. oh, i haven't played lion oh that's a good opportunity mm. there you go is that because he's more wine like a take on like Leon, like Lion, Lion Kennedy. Yeah, I think so. Lion S. Oh, sure. oh. That's the reason that Lion got it. Yeah. Lion Kennedy, Lion Navy Kennedy. SEAL. Yeah. Legendary man. Saviour of President's daughter. What a legend. Anyway, um, but yeah, and there's also a collector's edition, which I didn't actually see what can, what it contained, but it was, it's a case or something like that. Mm, it's a little... actually Leon Kennedy himself. <laughs> yeah, <I'm kidding. laughs> he just pops nice out little... and says, I love you, <laughs> Yeah, it's a good little case with like some digital content, but the main prize piece for me is a replica of Sledge's Sledgehammer. Yes. Yes. Which is Jesus. So it's a full on replica. Yeah, I'm not sure how big it is, but you do some damage. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure what it's made from, but it is a full. Use it out in the backyard. (laughs) Yes. 
some concrete it. needs bloody breaking up. Limited Very edition, nice. 7,000 of them being oh made. Word. Nice. Sledge was the first character I ever played, but I, I don't know if I'd, I'd shell out for, <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, have you been playing anything else apart from, from that? Um, nothing mainly new. I played some Valorant, mm. but okay. not much. Yeah, so... So just give uh, Kieran and Nathan and uh, the listeners just a little bit of background info because I do know I've like I've spoken to you privately and mm-hmm. you do like the sort of those competitive sort of games. Um, yeah, so like you know, what are your favourite kind of games and mm. so ooh, obviously like my favourites are probably shooters, first person shooters. Love gears. She's trying to take you taking my job. You're here to take my job, aren't you? Gears of War, Halo, um, Counter Strike, Valorant, obviously Apex and these new ones. But then, little less serious is like the Lego games. Yeah, boy, absolutely love the Lego games. I noticed you didn't mention Call of Duty. Can I still have that one? You can have that one. It's fine. Take it to truly win (laughs) Kieran's heart. What about Titanfall? Titanfall is fantastic. In the what? Wait, Titanfall 1 or 2? 2. Hmm, incorrect answer, but not bad. They're both good. There's only one answer. (laughs) Titanfall 1 was a bloody majestic bit of gear. So Kieran's the only one just running around in empty service, still keeping it alive. (laughs) I know, it's so sad. I've actually, one of my my claims to fame is is a mega cut of me doing cool stuff in Titanfall 1, and it's pretty much all satchel charge kills. And it has an amazing thumbnail. It does too. I made it myself in like paint. <laughs> oh no! I, I mean, oh yes. I, I, I was I was young. It was the nineties, two thousands, two thousand ten, fall in the nineties. Woohoo! That was, that was tribes. <laughs> yeah, Cam basically spends his time uh, in Titanfall or uh, in Evolve, longing for the good old days. <laughs> oh, there's a good video of Evolve too, where I get a clutch kill like right in the last See? second. Can I get the invite to your private server, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, Very goodness. nice. Uh, Nathan, what have you been uh, playing? Hmm, I have been consumed all of my waking hours with a game that I will discuss ever so shortly. It's a game that I've got in the works for review that I can discuss. Um, but since we last spoke, I think I've just um, I've dabbled in maybe an hour or two of Returnal. I'm still on <laughs> sort of a, I guess, without saying too much, halfway through, and I just die and die, and die, and I can't stop coming back for more. Loving it. Mm. Nice. Karen, what, what do you got for us? Uh, on the same theme as Returnal, the best game ever, by the way, um, <laughs> I have been playing 12 Minutes from, so the publishers, Annapurna uh, Interactive, so they've just, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, which was my goatee of a couple of years ago. Yeah, They nice. were a publisher on that. This is a yeah, it's a weird little point and click game with the time loop mechanic. That's that's quite cool. Has its has its flaws, but it's um it's it's a very creative little bit of gear. And other than that, I guess I played Foreclosed, um, and I'm still uh, toiling away at the Yakuza series. Nice, very nice. Well, I haven't got much to share at all because everything I've been playing is for uh, content. Um, I did. I managed to sneak in a Made in Australia for this month, so I had to push the one that we did announce, uh, Lens Island. Um, I pushed it to September, but I actually did the podcast recording yesterday for uh, 
this month's uh, made in Australia, and that's with uh, Sbug Games, or Spug Games, as uh, one of the guys called it. Um, and they are developing a little game called Webbed. Mm. Oh, yes, I've seen that. So, yeah, so that'll be coming out later this month. Uh, I'll have an interview and a studio feature there. But because it's Holly's first show, I thought, let's make it special. So, I've got a special treat. Oh, he hasn't. I have. Yeah, okay, here we go. The pleasant thing is, is we won't have to hear this. Only the listeners will. Oh, Only no. the listeners will. Is it the pineapple again? you just gone back no. to the pineapple? Yuck. No, that was gross. Now, this is lime spider. So I bought this about a week ago. So I've been saving it. He it did save it. Woo-hoo. Did you have it in the fridge or the, the freezer? What's that? So you not keep that Yeah, it's 24th of August, bro. Okay, you got some time. Maybe another week. Just keep it in there another week. <laughs> Aged like All a right, fine wine so, there. Oh, oh no. Spider. And, and as you know, I'm a massive fan of lime. Leon Kennedy and, and lime. Uh, and Passiona. <laughs> the three things that keep me Lime going. Kennedy. Smells good. Smells real good. I can taste it through the mic. Can we get a swish? A bit of (laughs) ASMR there. Yeah, I crave it. That is delicious. Is it, Buddy Watson? Shout outs. I know that you are very, very keen for this. Oak Lime Spider is a winner. How many of those do you reckon they've made, like, Australia-wide? Don't know, but I've got two. Well, I've got well, one here. And... But do you think it's a limited supply? <laughs> I think so. I think they just leak these things Actually, towards Zach's general direction and he's yeah. the only one that buys them. Speaking of that, this is another thing that, that powers my little tiny body. Um, the <laughs> Tasty Tubes have come back. Have we spoken about these on the, on the, on the podcast? No, we've we tried, haven't, but they are delicious. We've tried to bring it up and we've shut it down and moved on. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're legit. They're the real deal. I've got, I think, seven seven packets still. I've been through about four or five. He's going to eat his body weight. Tasty I'm, chips. I'm hoarding them. That's Jeez, it, mate. That's, when... that's unhealthy. Apparently, they're the most unhealthy chip for you, according to James Laurie. Shout-outs to James Laurie. If you are listening. Which he is. We know he is. Uh, he's a massive Always. fan of the show. But uh, Absolutely. Surely, I get there's some Tasty Two fans in here. Kieran, you're a fan. Correct. Nathan. I'm indifferent. I mean, I can't eat the things, so whatever I have to say doesn't matter. <laughs> if you have too many, though, it does start to burn a little bit. <laughs> no way. Burn? It does. Where's it Yeah, burn, it does. Mate? I don't know. Like, it, I think it has like, micro cuts in your bloody palate or something like it's that. It's like shredding it your lungs or something. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a burn factor to having too many. And that's when like, it's time to stop for a few minutes and then regroup and come that's back. It. You've heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Tasty tubes, too spicy. <laughs> Too spicy for the big dog. Um, Holly, are you a fan of the uh, of the tubes? I've never had them. Oh, we gotta try some Lint. tomorrow. Do <laughs> Grab yourself a lime spider oak and some fucking tasty I will, tubes. I will. <laughs> you know what would be amazing? A tasty tubes flavored oak. See that I could get around. I think. <laughs> Can we edit that out, Jordan? <laughs> Satan called, um, he wants to. Let's move into the reviews uh, discussion. Kieran, do you want to kick us off? You played a little game called Foreclose. Maybe give us a quick a quick wrap-up of that. Um, the reviews is on the website now, so you can read it 
Yeah, so it's like a interactive comic book. So it's like a bit like a graphic novel. It's got a bit more interactivity than you get from a visual novel. Novel. Um, it's got a really, really cool comic book style. Like the art is just phenomenal. Um, it's it's really bold and vibrant, but also sort of moody. It's it's got a cyberpunk aesthetic. That's 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 mad. It's got you know onomatopoeia and all that good stuff sort of coming at you. Um, so the actual aesthetics are really, really cool. And, um, uh, it was the thing that really kept the experience together because the rest of it's a little bit, a little bit how's your father, you know, like the, the action's a bit stilted and, um, the, the RP, like the combat RPG elements are a little bit undercooked, I guess. Uh, but it's, it's super short. Like I finished it in a single sitting, um, of four hours. So I didn't really have time to be, uh, like bored by anything, but. There was definitely bits that were better than others, as in looking at it was nice, but sometimes playing it was less nice. And there's an insta fail uh, stealth section too, and that can go die in a fire. Yeah. Well, it's not really insta fail stealth, but you know, you get if you get spotted, you've got to do some serious dodge rolling to get get away from it. It's actually at times it's got a Metal Gear Solid vibe, like Metal Gear, like the original ones with the sort of top downy perspective. Oh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear, yeah, 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 Metal Gear. Um, but not, not in the same accomplished way, (laughs) I guess it's a bit clunkier, but always looks good. The game consistently from start to finish, I'm like, damn, this game looks very cool. Uh, I can't remember what I gave it. I think it was a 6.5 or so. It was a six. A six? That's brutal. How do I sleep (laughs) at night? By giving... Every other game, 10. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you've got to balance it out. It's like, you know, Metacritic. If you don't like the score that someone's given it, you just give it a 10 or a 0 to, to balance it all out. Ah, so. yes, the user aggregate. <laughs> Praise be. Praise be. Nice. Um, and it's pretty short, is too. It's only, like you said, you, I think you finished it in one sitting, so. Yeah. Yeah, not, not, too, not too hard either. It's pretty much just plug away. Uh, the the anime AI, enemy AI is a little bit um, funny too. They just sort of stand around. It's a bit of a shooting gallery at times, um, and not a particularly interesting ones. I think if they just dialed down some of those aspects a little bit, um, it might have been a bit better. But it it is pretty focused. I thought like that. I think they knew that the product that they had, and they didn't really want to keep you doing one same thing too much. So they cycled through some gameplay ideas. So you got to applaud that. Mm. Nice. All right. So the, the big one that you've been playing is 12 minutes. This has been, I think in the works for five, six years, maybe for about 12 minutes. Um, <laughs> and, so had to be done. Uh, you walked right into that. It's a Xbox exclusive. Sorry. Console exclusive. Um, is it? It's on Game Pass. <laughs> uh, you and, think I would know that because I reviewed it, but I don't. Uh, and I think it's one developer. Well, I mean, I'm sure he, he's got some. Yeah, Louis um, Antonio. People. Yeah, Louis Antonio Banderas. That's him. We like to call him. I mean, you can see from the credits that it's not just one man because there's quite <laughs> a few men and women uh, who went into making this game, but he's, his name is sort of front and center and he's listed as a developer. Uh, and it's yeah, published by Annapurna Interactive, who did What Remains of Edith Finch, uh, and I want to say The Unfinished Swan, is that correct? Not too sure mm. on that one, but they are publishing like The Artful Escape, 
and Stray, I think, the upcoming cat game. Yeah, so whenever you you hear the name attached to something, you get a bit excited because they they have a good eye for these sorts of things. And twelve minutes is is kind of cool. Like you, so the thrust of it is you come home to your apartment, you have dessert with your wife, and then someone comes in and uh, kills you essentially, and then the day starts again. Not the day, sorry, the this little small period of time starts again. And so it's confusing to start with. You're like, why is this guy coming in and accusing my wife of these things and then strangling me? And what you realize as you play is that you can actually manipulate the environment to make things happen, to glean information as to why the events are unfolding like they are. So it takes a little while to get into um, until you realize the sorts of things that you can change in the environment and the what I call the threads of consequence that, that come from them. And now you might be able to get a new bit of information by uh, making a certain string of events happen by manipulating the, the objects in, uh, in a small apartment. Uh, and then you can use that information when you eventually restart, which happens when you die um, or in, in certain other circumstances that I won't spoil. Um, and you can then use that information. You get new dialogue options, for instance, and you can... You know, so if you find out something in one thread of consequence, you can go back to the start and then talk to your wife and say, why is that rubber ducky on the roof? That's a, that's a terrible example. It's not in the game. But you know what I mean? You can use information garnered from your mm. run in subsequent runs, and it becomes super important. Uh, and he is, a, he is aware of the time loop, so he you can actively manipulate it to, to find out stuff and solve puzzles. And the, the puzzles are... Are tough some of them are quite tough um but the game does a good job of just of telling you what to do essentially you just got to sort of listen sometimes and stop being frustrated because the game can be incredibly frustrating um because of the whole time loop thing you can probably imagine you're doing the same thing over and over again and that's going to get repetitive no matter what happens so if you're stuck on a puzzle and you're also the day is the time period is repeating over and over you can imagine that's a recipe for controller throwing through screen um, but the game does have a logical flow to it so all of the puzzles none of them are, are unfair N none of them are too random which is sometimes happens with point and click games yeah where you know it's just a little bit arbitrary the the thing you're like oh i didn't realize i had to combine the shoe with the guitar to make a flamethrower um this doesn't have that which is cool it's a point and click game without a lot of the fat that I, that I find that point-and-click games mm. have. Shout-outs to Zach Jackson, lover of point-and-click point games. Here. Love that. Um, so the actual game itself, now mm. I always kind of wondered why it was called 12 Minutes. Um, yeah. And I'm, I was listening to the Kind of Funny Games cast uh, last week or this week or whichever week it is, um, and actually had um, old mate Louis Antonio Banderas on the actual cast, and... Um, I didn't realize that each loop is actually 12 minutes in real time. Is that? Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. Sort of. Um, I, don't, I don't want to spoil it, but essentially, yes, it is passing in real time. If you press pause, you can always see where the timer is up to. There's a, there's a stylish uh, pocket watch that you can sort of have a look at. And the same things will happen at the exact same times every single time. So around about, you know, four and a half minutes, it's time to start panicking because old mate will turn up. Um, those sorts of things. So you can actually plan your uh, plan your run about the things you know are going to happen next. So 
you finished it. How long did it take you to clock the credits? Oh, that's a good question. I, I probably a few sessions. What, five, maybe, six maybe, hours? Yeah, maybe it's, yeah, six to eight maybe because I, I got very stuck on one particular section. So I, I'd actually, it's really non-linear in the way the puzzles work. So you might toil away at various bits of information. You, you examine all these threads of consequence um, and you get so much information from those. So by the time I got stuck, I just, I basically knew everything. I just didn't know how to push it forward just that little bit. And that, that took a long time to get past that section. Uh, but once I did, everything started slotting in because I'd already sort of explored every other um, thread of consequence uh, ad nauseum. So I was actually getting kind of frustrated by that point. But once it started flowing again, it, it started to feel good again. Um, but yeah, be prepared for some frustration and tedium with the whole repetition thing. And mm. the story, is it good? That's a fine question. I don't know, because the the bulk of the story is it's kind of basic, I suppose. Like the the meat and potatoes of the story, like as it's unfolding, like yeah, okay, I get it, cool, cool, cool. Then there's a really a spicy twist that actually makes it a lot more interesting. You're like, ooh, nice bit of intrigue, and it's desperately what the story needed because it was a bit a bit humdrum, I suppose. But then the true ending of the game actually has you look back at the rest of the game through this weird prism and I, I was washing the dishes actually after I played the game and just thinking about the ending and and following it through to its logical conclusion and trying to relate that back to what I'd experienced and then all of a sudden I felt like the narrative had this depth that hadn't been when I was playing it but the ending actually managed to give it depth which is an impressive thing to do as a writer which is if that's what he was intending it's very clever um, but you know as you sort of when you when you play the game you want to be emotionally engaged by it but i can't say that i was i actually hated my wife uh because i mean you're the you're husband she's the wife because you just see her all the time she's like i've made you dessert it's like i know you made me dessert you make it every fucking 10 minutes mate just shut up it's <laughs> like a good time <laughs> so you and i don't know if that's intended as well because you actually you start to lose any sort of empathy or care for any of them you just sort of want them all to die and uh, yeah i won't spoil it um, <laughs> and so you, what you're trying to do is just trying to escape by the end you you become numb to their plight and is that a deliberate device i'm not sure but if it is it is it a like a, a useful one probably not and the voice acting you know you've got daisy ridley of um Ray Skywalker fame. I think that's her last name, isn't it? Um, and uh, James McAvoy, who's awesome, yep. from Split is my favourite movie that he's in. Um, and then Big Willem Dafoe, who, who's the Green Goblin. That's the only thing he's really done. Um, <clears throat> and I hope you were just being a troll with that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really... It doesn't elevate the the narrative to places you're like, wow, these huge actors that we all know, it's, it's taking this story to, to an emotional high ground. Um, it just, I don't know, it fell a bit flat during. It was only the ending that really brought it into focus, and I'm not sure that's what I wanted from this game. But I guess, who am I to have expectations of what a game is going to give me? Mm. I'm still actually undecided on the score. When this goes live, uh, of course, the score will be there for all to see. Uh, but I think it's going to be pretty polarizing, and I have a feeling my opinion will be unpopular. But that's that's sort of my jam. 
It's my, <laughs> my cross to bear. Good. That sounds um, exciting. So, yeah, so I've read the review. Yeah. And I've given my thoughts on the score. That was about right, yep. Can, yeah, so you, is that sort of what you're leaning towards? Yeah. Yeah, so, so based on my thoughts, it, it reads about a 7, 7.5. Yeah. Which is definitely lower than what I expected going into the game. I have a feeling I'm going to be on the lower end of the spectrum um, with with my score. I'm, I mean, you're not sure, like, when you're writing a review in a vacuum, that's the coolest thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I have my impressions and I put them down on paper and hopefully it's convincing um, to, to others. Uh, I, I did find the setting a little bit bland as well. It is a one-bedroom apartment with one bath. So in Melbourne, it costs about $1.5 million. Mm. Um, and it just kind of is a bit boring. As in, there's nothing there. It's just this couch, there's a, <laughs> some drawers, there's a bathroom. It's... <laughs> And and you'll get so, so very familiar with it by the end of it because you'll just have walked around that apartment that many times. You'll know where all the items are. You'll know where everything is. Um, you know, everything looks the same. The lighting looks the same. The weather is the same every time. So, yeah, Mate, there's better places like to Lock, spend yeah. your time loop. Yeah, fully. <laughs> that's basically, that's it. It's like I'm trying to escape reality, not replay it. That's an interesting point, though. Yeah, okay. Mm. All right, so... Very, very quickly, I know that you're pretty keen for Deathloop. Yes. Uh, which also uses a, a time loop mechanic. Has this game made you more or less excited for Deathloop? Well, I think it's going to be a different beast. Uh, Deathloop looks a lot more kinetic, I suppose, and it's, it's much more action-oriented. And mm. in general, I like time manipulation games that sort of um, that mess with things, like even if they're a bit repetitive, like uh, Splitter, I think was a game from way back in the day where you could create projections of yourself and get them to do stuff. Uh, it was actually a free PS4 game, which is why I played it. And I oh, played it Swapper. Was that it? Swapper, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Swapper. I finished that. That had an odd story that was kind of a bit fucky. Or, well, yeah, I won't say too much, but towards the end, I was like, ooh. Yeah, and then the and the mechanics really started to like blow my mind up a little bit. And Braid's got some time mechanics as well. So I, I like that sort of loopy... Mm. Um, feel it's just you've got to be careful because you're always going to you you run the risk of repetition and tedium and that's just uh the territory that they're operating on mm. so all right so with 12 minutes just quickly on the gameplay is there only one solution forward like so there's multiple ways to find information but there's only one way there's only one door to go through sort of thing yeah so you can get multiple different endings um and you'll actually pop achievements for those endings. So you, you know when you've done something momentous in terms of actually achieving like a micro ending, I guess. Uh, but as far as I know, there is only one true ending. The true, true mm. ending. Uh, Just because I know that with Deathloop, there, there is only, there's only one way to get all your ducks in a row in that game. Oh, okay, so, right. Yeah. Then this would definitely be the same. As in, you can, yeah. you can get the information in a different order. Correct. Yeah. But it'll all funnel towards one final uh, revelation, I suppose. Yeah. Nice. All right, cool. So that review will be live on the website now. Um, yeah. Hopefully your, uh, your opinion's not too far down on Metacritic <laughs> and all of uh, all the 12 Minutes' as fans come out and savage us. <laughs> That's it. The internet is a, is a harsh beast. 
It is. You, and you've had your fair share. <laughs> I really have. I should oh, stop no, having I'm unpopular lying. opinions, but this is me. Take me as I am. Nathan. All right, so you've been playing Humankind. Kind of uh, human. Which, for those listening, is not uh, like a prequel or any sort to... Um, I always, always forget his name. Mankind Divided? Desolets, or is it, is it, um, his hum, Humankind, The Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, sorry, oh, Ancestors. Ancestors. Which you critically ancestors, panned, I believe, Zach. Humankind Odyssey. Um, yeah, that game sucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, so. I'm a bit puzzled by it. Like, I've been trying to dabble at that, but that's a different game. Well, I, so you've actually played that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, okay, Ancestors. Man. I oh, The cool. controls, man. The <laughs> controls are all kinds of weird. Like, I cannot yeah, wrap my head around them. And there's some of the design choices. But anyway, anyway, talk to us about your humankind. My humankind. So, I mm. guess the way I'll frame this is by asking, has any of us here played, like, any 4X or, like, Civilization games? Does XCOM count? No. no. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. XCOM I love XCOM. Are. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I've got Civ 2. Is Ooh. that the new one? No. Civ 2. That's, like, one. 1998 or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's really awkward, isn't it? No, whatever Shout the new out. one is, I've got that. Civ 6. 6. Yeah, yeah 6. Yeah, yeah. Four, four uh, plus I'm familiar with the concept. <laughs> I played Pharaohs back on Windows, buddy. I think that was 95. That's a city builder, isn't it? Yeah, whatever, man. I played SimCity. Uh, anyway, um, because this, of course this game will obviously have elements of city building in it, but Humankind, as I mentioned, is somewhat similar to the Civ games. Um, well, somewhat similar. The game is clearly inspired by because not only does the game just play to the same rhythm, but the UI is set up in the same way that if you've played the Civ games, you'll jump into this and everything is where you expect it to be. And there is a lot of systems and me- mechanisms to these kinds of games, which makes it a very difficult review to write. So I'm hoping that readers will be kind, but obviously I can handle a bit of criticism. But this is a tough one because I'm not... I've come into this like, do I have the chops to talk about a historic 4X strategy game where a single campaign, a single run, might take you 20 to 40 hours, depending on how shit you are. And if you're me, pretty shit. Um, That's just one game. And by that point, it's like, that's just your tutorial. Like, we're talking a 20-hour long tutorial type thing. Like, it's it's a big game. But it's good. Um, so a couple of things I will mention here ever so quickly that might be interesting to listeners is, particularly if you're a listener that has played the Civ games, a few notable points of difference. My first one that I found was quite appealing is when you jump into the game, Humankind, right from its key art to the way it introduces you into your first civilization, so to speak, is all about diversity. So we're stripping away the stereotypes of empire selection that you would see in other strategy games. So, you know, you typically fire up an Age of Empires or a Civ game and, you know, am I going to choose the Romans or the Egyptians? And they all have a set amount of, like, perks and statistics and behaviour. So there's almost like a predefined diplomatic behaviour as... Is Catherine the Great going to be extremely aggressive or manipulative? This game strips away that. It says, look, let's be done. We've had the stereotypes for years now. Let's give the players a bit more agency. So when we start off, right at the start of the game, we start in the Neolithic era. So we don't really have culture. Like that's kind of before the fact. So we're just struggling to try and survive. So we're hunting and we're finding some curiosities in the world and trying to create some um, influence amongst our tribe and then eventually we're able to build our first outpost which may become our first city and then we can start to look at progressing into the next era now one of the big things about these games is progressing from one era to the next 
So we start off early and just like Age of Empires, you'll progress through your ancient, your bronze, classical, etc. Here we do the same thing. We start in the Neolithic. But the moment we get to our ancient era, the first of our eras, we get to pick a, a culture and we get a whole bunch of these ancient cultures to choose from. And that will then sort of guide the play style for the next era, which might be... Are any of them Scientologists? Uh, no Scientology, not culturally significant enough yet, but Australia does get a mention. So, um, uh, you may have seen, but Australia, uh, once you get towards the modern eras, uh, sorry, just before that. So each era, you actually get to switch to another culture or you can maintain. So in my first playthrough, I was playing the Nubians, I think, because they had a particular kind of progression I was interested in, uh, money or influence, I can't remember. Then I ended up switching <clears> to, I think, the Phoenicians. So now I've got a hybrid culture because my history is steeped in the Nubians and now I've, I've now merged it with um, the Phoenician culture. And you start, rather than just picking an empire and sticking with it, you're building your own empire through the these cultures of all these different eras. So you actually build your own unique culture, your own mixed diversity culture, and I really like that that's embedded in the DNA. And also, I think I counted up. The game gives you a whole set of different like character models to start with, and you can edit them. But out of the list of 20 or so, it gives you, I think only about five of them were white. And of that five, I think only two were male. The only reason I mention this is because the, my thing with the Civ games is that they always have sort of existed in an ecosystem of um, folks that are interested in board games or strategy games, and I guess typically maybe a little male-dominated. So it's really nice to see a game that opens that up to a wider audience, but not necessarily friendly to a new audience. Now, quickly on the Australia part. So eventually you're mixing your cultures and you get to a modern era and you can select Australia. Australia is fucked. So their <laughs> culture is like defined by strip mining and exploitation. And oh, so wow. like the little image for That's Australia is like... Yeah, it's like dudes in hard hats in like um, sort of like Western Australian mines or whatever. So you know you got. Tell Canyons me, it's just men at work though. It's just a band men at work, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But I just get such a crack out of that because it's it's very aware of where Australia is at the moment. So like no it's very AFL Australia twenty twenty one. Can you be like you know you've got this ancient Phoenician history, but you also love a bit of you know love the Carlton Blues and. Yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> is that not a selling point? And that's exactly what I'm talking about. So I love that. And other little things I won't go too much into, but when you're developing um, sort of like <clears throat> the, the structure of how your civ's going to progress, you, you'll get a system called, you can channel a currency called influence into civics. So civics give you sort of like policies as to how you'll develop. So are we going to choose to be a tyrannical civ or are we going to choose for small councils? So small councils will mean more cities led by smaller leaders that will meet in unison or tyrants. So you've got like one leader that leads like three cities and that's the amount, that's the max you can have. You can only have three cities, but they all obey everything you say. So you get these little binary choices every like 20 or 30 turns. And I love that because it takes away so much complexity by at, at one given point in time, the game will go, okay, how would you like to develop now? Would you like option A or option B? Whereas Civ might give you, six different options and an advisor that goes eh, maybe you lean towards this or that but it's nice just to be able to to make things quite piecemeal and really boil things down to just binary options so that someone like me that's not very good at these games doesn't have to think 100 steps ahead i can just think about where i am right now so humankind in short if you've dabbled in civ games or 4x games um if you don't know what 4x games are I won't go too much into them, but basically they're games where you ex expand, explore, exterminate, and exploit. 
And that's just so basically the Australians are the winners then. Exactly. <laughs> so you choose uh, Australia and X. guarantee a win. Because who's better at exterminating, exploring, <laughs> expanding, and exploiting than us? Absolute yes. idiots that we are. Yeah. Done so um, established fans of that genre, I think there's a lot here for them to enjoy. A lot of system alterations that are going to make it different enough that it's appealing the early game is significantly different rather than everyone rushing to build as much civilization as they can. There's much more emphasis on exploring and really sort of um, getting to grips with all the different ecosystems in the world rather than rushing for success. But if you're new to the series, I don't know that this is going to be the most inviting option because there just isn't enough assistance tools, I feel, to make this game really hold your attention for the full 20 hours or so of your first run. You're going to run into way too many pitfalls you're going to screw your empire up. It's going to go broke. Everyone's going to be sad and unhappy. <laughs> Everyone's going to declare war on you. It's going to be a rough time. So but it's for a everyone else, simulator. yeah. Well, again, once again, back to Australia. You know, so <laughs> maybe, maybe that's how Depressing. it's supposed to go. So, humankind review on the way. Still ruminating on my thoughts a little bit. Um, I want to be able to talk about the mechanics just a little bit better and a little bit clearer, and really try and fit what could easily be five thousand words into a thousand. That's my challenge. Nice. Yeah. Well, we look forward to that. Uh, hopefully, by next week, uh, we'll uh, have a definitive verdict. Indeed, indeed. Humankind. And that's uh, published by Sega? Yeah, yeah. Published by Sega. Bought to us by Amplitude Studios. The last time I bought up this studio, I called them Harmonics, which, as we will <laughs> recall, is the developer of the Rock Band series. Amplitude oh, yeah. has a sort of musical... You know, amp, harmonics. I don't don't go into it, but um, there you go. Yeah, really screwed the goose on that one. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I got one little thing to share with you. I know that Kieran is absolutely frothing. I've been waiting. This. Waiting. I know you have. That's why you're here. You were like, "Look, I'll come on the podcast only if you talk about <laughs> Tales of Iron." Oh, mm-hmm. Not gonna make me wait anymore. Excellent. Come share. Sit on so, Nathan's lap. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so Tales of Iron is the uh, is a two D um, RPG ad- adventure game from a Manchester studio called Oddbug Studio. Uh, it, it is being published by United Label, which have done Elder Souls quite recently with Nathan, Ooh, and they did Rogue never heard of it. Last year um, <laughs> that I played, and it was last year. I think it was not last year that I played. And loved. Um, and the reason why this game has caught my attention is because it features a yes. rat warrior. God so, damn it. That's all. Yep. So that's it. Anthropomorphism of any kind gets you going, but particularly rats, right? That's it. I just. Rats that fight. That's it. What's your stance Masters on furries, fight? mate? I don't think I've figured that one out yet. <laughs> I'm not big on that, but yeah, so I guess uh, reading Red Wall as a kid is sort of, you know, um, made me have a bit of love for warrior kind of rats. And yeah, so last week I was able to sit down with uh, Jack Bennett, who was the producer and lead designer or just designer from uh, Oddbug Studio and play through about 45 minutes of the game. Uh, And so... The interesting thing with this title is that one of its um, marketing you know, terms is that it's, it's got souls-like, punishingly brutal combat. And Kieran, you, you, would, put, you would know uh, best here that my 
skill set isn't quite there when it comes to those sorts of Souls-like kinds of games because I'm a bit impatient. For a punishment, I've always Souls, wanted to make you play Sekiro, always. Um, I just... I kind of don't really want to defend. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like David Teague at, at Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> I love to Defense, attack and strong to defend. Um, you know, I kind of... I don't block. Like, even when I'm playing fighting games, I just prefer just to try and attack as best I can. I don't learn to block, and then I end up getting my ass kicked. Um, a bit like with FIFA as well. Try and attack, can't defend. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, and I don't, I don't like to upgrade that often because I'm just a bit lazy when it comes to that. Like, I only feel, um, you know, like I have to upgrade in, in certain games. Like in Last of Us, for example, just because they had like a really cool animation, but... <laughs> um, you know, and even like saving, if I didn't have checkpoints like auto saves, I would be, I'd be fucked because I just, eh, you know. So what about back in the day when you finished a level and you had to write down like a code that you had oh, to then the input? password. Oof. And you had, like, I don't know about you, but I, I put a little piece of paper in my, like in the game case back when physical games mm. were a thing. Um, that would, that would hurt you then, I imagine, you know, tailspin and all that. Or that, that didn't have any saves at all, did it? That, that game is hard. God, it's brutal. But yeah, so, so but but it's not it's not hard games themselves. Like so, you know, I, I, I like playing games on hard. So as I mentioned last week, I, I played. I think I mentioned it last week. I played um, Wolfenstein on you know the hardest difficulty, and that was real yeah. hard. But I, that's harder than Dark Souls, mate. Get off. But it's more it's more games that are hard by design that make you die, learn, um, you know, and that, and that sort of thing. So I was a bit nervous going in because I was like, I could this could be terrible that this could be i might have to sh- shut the website down after playing this because <laughs> my pride might be that ruined that um i'll have no dignity left i'll run home with my tail between my legs but um your little rat tail that's it my <laughs> little rat tail anyway so yeah so tales of iron it's a 2d um rpg adventure like i said and it is set in a in a, a kingdom like, like a rat kingdom i don't think that there's a name for it it's just called the, the kingdom ringdom um and you play as um, Reggie or Redkey. Uh, I think I think it's Reggie. Um, Reggie, does he like, play in like a jazz band in New Orleans? Or? He does not. <laughs> um, and um, boy Reggie. He's, like, he's like the heir to to the Rat Throne. Close. Um, and the rats have had like a, a long um, long war with uh, the frogs. So the frogs and the rats don't get along. Of course, um, they never have fucking frogs. That's it, mate. And, you know, the frogs are a bit bigger. Uh, some of them are, you know, massive, uh, whereas, you know, the, the rats are a bit more nimble. And and that. so, yeah, uh, it basically starts off and uh, it's pretty much a little tutorial you know, into the story and, and into, like, the, the mechanics. So you wake up and instantly uh, they start talking and I was expecting, you know, human voices on these animals, on the, on these rats, uh, but it's kind of they use like noises. It's hard to explain. It's almost like someone's playing a, a, like a recorder like quite badly for like one of the characters, and then there'll be like another person might be like grunting or something for like another person. Um, so that and then they have these speech bubbles that are on top of the characters um, that sort of explain what they're talking about. Does it work? And then once once they do that, that's when everyone's favourite Doug Cockle. Aka Gerald of Rivia oh, comes in and narrates the actual so what sort of 
is going on. And if you played Biomutant, you'll know that the narrator is just one of the most annoying people in video games. Yeah. Just does not shut up. But the way that they've done it here uh, in Tales of Iron is, is really, really cool. Um, it's pretty short and simple. Um, and, you know, Doug Cockle's got a lovely, um, you know, raspy voice that just soothes everything. And uh, How the hell did they snag that? Like, he, so he I did be pretty hot property, right? I actually asked uh, the guy who was um, with me when I was playing it, and he said that they all were like, you know, he's not going to want to come and work with us. You know, who are we? You know, we're nobody. But apparently the studio, uh, sorry, um, the publisher reached out and showed him the game, and he was like, yeah, I'm cool to, to get on board, and, you know, he signed up. So that's it. Yeah, they should have said he just win. turned up on a rainy night with a sword on his back. and That's it. Do, do you know what he was doing? I don't know if he's still doing it, but like, do you know the story about what happened, like what he was doing when he started voicing Geralt? Like what his job was? Car wash? He was, he was, no, no, no. He was, he was one of the two. I'm saying this off the top of my head, not Googling. It was either history teacher or high school teacher. And he, like, he had no, no background in voice acting. And I think mm. he just continued... To, yeah, he, he after the first game, he continued teaching and he wasn't even sure he was going to get a call for the second game. Mm. And in fact, I don't think he was. I think something happened. He like got in touch with someone. He's like, hey, do you still you know need me for the sequel? And they're like, oh, no, someone else. We've got someone else. And then they pulled him in. I, I think that's how it was. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I just thought it was interesting because he's such a prominent voice actor now. But that's not, mm. that's, that's not his background at all. Hmm. No, there you go. Just I'm, uh, I'm listening to the audiobooks at the moment, the Witcher audiobooks. Yeah, good choice. And uh, they're, they're, they're very, very good. But David French does the, the English voices and um, he's he gives Geralt a bit of a lisp. So he says, yes, a lot. Um, and Castellan. And it's, it's interesting. It's you, So now I've got three different voices. I've got your mate, David, what's his face? Coral? Con- what was the guy who does the actual voice of Geralt from the games? Doug Cockle. That's him. Um, yeah, David French and also Henry Cavill. So they're all just like fighting in my mind for um, audio <laughs> and visual imagery. Um, but yeah, so you basically wake up and you get told that your that, that your father wants to see you. Then you head to like the um, your wardrobe, and that's where you sort of learn. You know, you put on like a basic sort of armor loadout, and you kind of get a brief look at like the loadout sort of the way that it works. And um, they were sort of saying that you know, as with probably most of these types of games the heavier the, the loadout so the stronger the shield and the armor and stuff you know the slower um your movement kind of is but there was, there was only one choice so we put that on and then we um went to meet uh, king radis uh no relation yes. to um the ferals radis at all did no, you so ask those did you ask i did ask him i asked him if there was any relation at all and he was dead blankly no. but <laughs> that's actually i'm glad that you mentioned that because he, when I asked him about the the characters' voices with the you know the noises and stuff, he actually said that it was actually inspired by a, a, a late '60s, early '70s British show called The Clangers. Um, oh, that's so digging in my subconscious. Yeah. Well, I had a bit of a Google afterwards, and I was like, "Wow, that's you know, that's that's niche." Uh, yeah, that's niche. googling now. Um, I thought you were going to say the but, clackers. Um, or so if they just waited two decades, they could have been inspired no, that, by the ferals. That's the Australian version, that one. Um, oh, what uh, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they're like little uh, elephant kind of things. Anyway, but yeah, so like one, one of the first things that you see and that you notice with this game is the art style is amazing. Um, it's truly beautiful. It does feel like you're playing, uh, you're, you're playing 
a, like a fairy tale, um, you know, book. Uh, and he and the developer did say that, uh, and that the the main environment artist is actually from the Czech Republic, and a lot of the art style is actually based off that Eastern European woodblock um, painting kind of stuff, where those the thicker black lines and that. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, so basically, uh, I, I went through that, and then when you meet your uh, father, you find out that you have a brother, and then you then have to go and fight your brother to uh, see who's going to become the king. And, you, and your brother's a, a big rat. Uh, you know, you're like big a little, boy. Yeah, he's uh, he's got size. But he doesn't have the speed. So, and then you go in and you learn uh, the the combat. And I was like, oh, here we go. This is, and I nearly fucking died to the bloody dummies. Um, but I, I <laughs> to the training dummies that don't move and don't have weapons. Oh shit! They got yeah. the first two seasons uh, of the Clangers on YouTube. <laughs> Shout out Sorry, to, mate. Shoutouts to the clangers. <laughs> I just need to watch this later. This was something That's else. Um, so yeah, and then we get, and then after that, we uh, then we go and fight your brother, and then that's when we sort of get get like right into it. And I died for the first time. I'm pretty sure you're supposed um, to die at the start of a hard game, like within a few minutes. It just lets you know like where you stand. Yeah, but I was like, didn't I was, you like, hear how he went on Elder Souls, mate? Oh, yeah. I will play Elder Souls. <laughs> Still got, still got a zero deaths record at the moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and then, uh, so it's all about, as you know, with these games, it's about dodging, parrying, um, and obviously attacking. The enemies will have different uh, color coded indicators, which will highlight what uh, sort of attack they're about to to strike. So. If it's a yellow one, for example, I think you can parry it. But if it's a red attack, um, you have to dodge it, kind of thing. Um, and then after you, you beat uh, your brother, uh, basically the frogs then invade and basically slaughter everyone in your kingdom uh, apart from you. And then it's up to you and you. Well, maybe they're right um, to overthrow this rat culture where you got to kill your friggin' brother to become the king. This is no democracy, is it? This is no. some twisted rat autocracy that's not i think no. the frogs did nothing wrong i think they're, yeah. they're just trying to bring peace to the to the region <laughs> doesn't sound like it <laughs> <laughs> it's a little uh, perspective, isn't so, it? sounds a little bit like genocide <laughs> <laughs> to me um well they can't yeah, fight then, if they don't exist can they? and then from there you uh yeah you go in and you uh, face off against different frog enemies some are like uh, bow and arrow so you have to um do that and then yeah, like bigger enemies and stuff. And then right at the end of the level uh, or the demo or the preview, uh, there was the first boss. Um, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I died probably a few times already because there were times where... So your main attack is actually on uh, R1. So on yeah, the that's like Dark Souls. Yeah, and I, I, I kept going back to, to Square. Because yeah. circles your your dodge roll, so I kept sometimes I kept getting confused and hitting square. But um, and also the guy who uh, the developer he he had to keep reminding me, oh you should probably save there, oh you should probably save here. And the save points are pretty generous, um, so that's that. That's well, you can manually thing. save. No, you have to find a a little uh, like a bench. It's they they got like a blue light. A little um, rat bench. <laughs> um, to, to a rat save. 
uh, yeah, and they're, but they're normally pretty, they're pretty well placed, and you have this juice and stuff that you can refill and um, drink, and it sort of gives gives back your health. Okay, so it is taking pretty heavy inspiration from the Dark Souls games then, like yeah. re- refilling in the, f- the health flask and yeah. lanterns yes, or yes. rat desks, whatever they may be. But um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a tough fight, and then so I died. I got close to to beating the the boss, um, and then I died. And then he was like, "Oh, we got like five minutes left," and I was like, "Let's do it." Um, and your boy got him. Nice I took one. down that motherfucking frog. <laughs> felt good. Felt I felt real good, mate. It was and it was funny because because like when I was trying to learn the controls and I was trying to talk to him. It was just, it's my just brain couldn't couldn't handle it. Um, my little rat brain couldn't yes. couldn't uh, process. But you know it was awesome. I uh, absolutely loved it. Um, I'm very very keen to to play more. I think Nathan, you've showed a bit of interest in yeah. it. I think I think you'll definitely it looks like real it. Good. Um, I'm actually more keen is, now that I've heard what you said about it. <laughs> the narration is awesome. Uh, I'm gonna have a gameplay video up. I'm gonna actually record another playthrough after this. Maybe I won't die. There was actually one point where I was fighting against two or three enemies, and I got right down to like one hit left. Um, and I was like to the guy, I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna use any health. I'm just, I'm gonna survive this fight on one little hit left. You know, let's let's just crack the pressure right up. Uh, and I died. So um, <laughs> I, got, I got, I got super close, but then I panicked. Um, and then he was like, you know, these are the kind of moments that they're aiming for. You know, they want people to get, you know, have those sort of panic moments yep, and, yep. and then overcome and, you know, and then have that satisfaction. So that was, yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I'm keen. It comes out September 17. It's coming to every platform that you can think of. Um, so. Radical. I say. I'm in. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, I mean, from what I've played, it, it's going to, I think it'll review well, but, you know, based on the first 45 minutes. Um, so if, if that does, that'll be three pretty much three hot bangers for United Label there. So they've got got a good thing going. What else yeah. have they got? So they got Roki, which is oh, yeah. massively acclaimed. What would you give that? G- I gave it 9.5. Ooh, I kind of wish I, could, I gave it 10, actually. Oh, I would have given it a 10. Yeah, you would have, actually. Too I was. See, it's it, that was one of those games, I think I've said it before, it was one of those games where you review it in such a short time frame that there are elements of it that frustrate you. Um, because you go, mm. oh, your head starts to think, right, I'm near the end, but you're not. God damn, that game's um, pretty. Um, which one are you looking Roki. at? Roki. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. it before. It's fucking awesome. Um, and the sound design is amazing. But yeah, so I mean, the sound design was, was uh, good in this, but yeah. What was the other one? So the United yeah. Label? Their other steamy banger? They had Eldest Souls. Which oh, given a carry on. I've, I've heard of this game. Is there anything like Retail? <laughs> Um, no, but it's it's like Dark Souls. Oh, excellent! Uh, so much so that it's in the name. And they've got another game called Titan Souls. Hooray! Hooray! I think it's H O R A E. Hyrule. Hyrule Warriors. They made that. Hooray! That one's coming out next year, I believe. And again, I think that that's a Dark Souls Borny-ish game. I mean, Holly, we haven't heard from you in a while. You've been sitting there patiently taking it all in. Um, do any of uh, any of those games we've spoken about, do they tickle your fancy at all? Well, that, do you like the Dark Souls games? I've never really played them because like, I, watch my, I watch my brother play and he's a much better gamer than I am. 
I'm like watching him struggle on it, and I'm like, oh, if, if he's struggling, I'm gonna. And I'm like you, I get very impatient. I just want to attack. The closest game I've played to that is um, the Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, oh, that's Solid. actually pretty close. That's got that's definitely got the souls. I want to run like in that. and just attack. But mm. like, gotta learn to duck and parry. Yeah, like Tales of Iron sounds. They're like rats and frogs. Like you can't get much better than that. That's it. There is a giant no, frog in Fallen Order as well that was quite there tough. There is as well, yes. Oh, wow, yes. I recommend um, playing The Evil Within on hard. Oh, oh. No crates. <laughs> and then playing the first third of the game without smashing any crates or upgrades. Yeah. Um, and then realising halfway, you know, halfway through that that's what you meant to do. Are you serious? Yeah. Unintentional no crate playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> I take your game's I, license away. No more for you. Okay, and there's... And don't shoot the exploding red too. barrels. Just don't do it. Um, and the worst part is that Shinji Mikami is like my favourite director. So it's like, how do I not think about that? Anyway. He's actually yeah, contractually obliged to put crates in every single <laughs> of these games. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Um, cool. Well, I, well, I'm keen to give 12 minutes a spin when it, when it hits Game Pass. I, I think you should. I, th- I would yeah, rec- On the balance of things, I would recommend it, um, especially for someone like yourself who loves pointing clicks. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I do recommend it. Even though I had some negative things to say, I feel, but it's still it, it's, it's an accomplishment. Yeah. Mm. Um, Nathan, you are keen. I know you're keen for Tales of Iron, but any any interest in 12, 12 minutes? I really, really quite enjoy um, point and click games, but never make the time for them. So, like right back, like I'm thinking all the way back to Monkey Island and Sam and Max. Like, a lot of Sam and Max. I'm real keen for the mm. fact that they're coming back, in a way. Um, so this... I don't know. Like, I like the idea of this. But from what Kieran said, the whole... That that fatigue of the repetition might be a little too close to home at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm curious to see what the discourse is going to be. Because I think a lot of... Well, I'm assuming a lot of people will probably draw those similarities. And, and again, like Kieran <laughs> says... I suspect a lot of critics will probably come to that game emotionally. Like, because what else can we draw our criticisms from if we're not game developers, but our emotions in many ways. So, curious, interested to see what the conversations are like, hopefully without spoiling it. And we'll probably, maybe, I think I want to play it after it's had its time in the light. So, after the mm. it's quietened down and I can just sit on it with, like, sit, sit with it out of lockdown at my own time. <laughs> so in the year 2023 then okay that's right yeah well if we're lucky uh just a very 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 quick shout out i want to give um there's a game on kickstarter called near mage and it's being developed by a romanian developer called stuck in attic i think is what it's called yeah stuck in attic and they did uh kieran you would remember i reviewed this last year uh actually what is the game called it's called Gibbous, a Cthulhu adventure, or something like that. Um, I did not remember got, that. And it was very, very good. Very good. It's got like a Disney-ish sort of art, like an old-school Disney-ish art style, um, but but uh, near mage, and actually features a, a talking cat. Um, Sweet. Basically, Ticks that anthropomorphism um, box. Done. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, th- this is their next, uh, their next project, and it's 300, 300 and something percent funded at the moment. Um, so I'm, I'm going to jump on, in on that. Uh, oh yeah, it's what's the name of that it. art style? It's so cool. Um, no, but Gibbous a Cthulhu. I think it's called a Cthulhu Adventure. I think it's called that. Is is really good if you like point and 
click games. Um, Alright, let's get quickly through the news. There's not much news to go off, but uh, probably the biggest bit of news is that uh, the Grand Theft Auto re uh, trilogy remake looks like it's a it's a thing that's happening. Um, you saying remake in the truest sense of the word? Or? No remaster. Sorry, did I say remake? You did, yeah. Oh my my apologies. Because that remaster um, can remaster go die in a fire. So, I couldn't be less interested. <clears throat> I hate remasters so, so much. So Kotaku put up uh, an article just um, with a bunch of sources that they had that basically said that. Uh, remasters of Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San San Andreas are in the final stages of development, and they could launch later this year. Uh, it goes on. There's a bit more detail in in there about it, but um, the key takeaways are that uh, sources are saying that it's uh, it's going to be a mix of new and old graphics. Um, it's been developed in Unreal Engine. Uh, they're going to be packaged together, and it's likely to be digital only. Um, and they were originally apparently going to um, launch alongside the uh, GTA 5 and GTA on online PS5 launch um, this year, but um, and and sorry, and the Xbox launch, which I think is ha happening as well this year, but that appears to be not not to be the case. But it was going to be packaged up and given as a gift to people who bought the um, the, the the new gen versions of those. Of those games. Got it. Can we just a uh, quick sidebar? <laughs> how do you describe? Hold on, I'll throw this to you. How do you describe the current generation of consoles? Do you say current gen, or do you butcher the English language and call it something else? Oh, because I've only like PlayStation Five is my first. Mm -hmm. I keep going. I'm going to say next gen. So it's like <laughs> so <laughs> current gen for me is like the Xbox One, but like obviously it is the oh, current gen is. That's because obviously I've only just jumped in to the current gen. That's current once you've currently got your hands when you on currently it, right? got yeah. it, yeah. That it's yeah. Current. So but current gen, next gen, it's, these are words yeah. that are that are good. Mm, or Zach, what, what do you go with again? Sorry. Okay, so many of us here at Well Played call it new gen because it is a new generation. Mm -hmm. no, it's not. It's not new. And it's new, as in new. As in like. As yeah, I was thinking new, new, As in like, Limp Bizkit. It's the Limp yeah. of consoles. Um, I was going to go to Lincoln Park, but, but you went straight for the biscuit. <laughs> yeah, always. But, it, but it's not next Do gen. Do not pass like, go. Ne like next gen is the one that's coming. So that so to me, if you say next gen, you're talking about PS6 and yeah, I say Xbox. current gen. Nintendo think, Switch OLED because new gen hurts me to say and hear. New ears. gen is amazing and will it will be a thing one day. Because <laughs> so I edit many a lot of, of us here at Well Played, and you've got like three people disagreeing with you. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I edit KB's a lot of the stuff it. too, and Adam's I sort of have it. to deal with it. I just have to let new gen slide, even though it just takes a small part of me every time I read it. Oh, well, you got to do what you got to do. Keep Zach That's happy. It. Sacrifice. Look, it, uh, it works. It works. <laughs> it just works. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyone keen for the GTA remasters here at all? Yeah. I've no. not finished Vice City. I want to finish Vice City. I've only ever gotten as far as like so. If you've played Vice City, you notoriously remember early on the remote control helicopter mission. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. I heard a giggle. <laughs> yeah, it's notorious, right? If they could like fix the controls and the shooting aim, like not do too much, but just enough like little quality of life things to make stuff like that bearable, I want to finish it. I want to get in and want to finish it because I've been on very much a sort of 
80s Scorsese, Scarface, Pacino kick lately. And, you know, that, that game is an homage to all of those films. So let's do it. I'm keen. Only for Fast City. The others, <laughs> man. Maybe if I lived in the world of 12 minutes where I was just in an infinite time loop and I had time to like sort of go through super duper mega old games and because they're quite long too, right? They're like 30, 30 hours they are, extravaganzas, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, they're sizable. At least they don't have any filler. Like, that's what I'm excited about. So, in the world of Ubisoft open worlds, we go back to, like, the the sort of 3D GTA games where it's just solid story mission after story mission. Yeah, it's a lot of A to B fearing people around, but at least it's all crucial to the narrative. Yeah. I do remember quite enjoying GTA 4. Um, My my brother got it for me. I would never have bought it for myself, but he thought, oh, Kieran's a gamer. I'll I'll buy him this for his birthday. So I never would have played it otherwise. But then when I did, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I did quite enjoy it. I just... I finished... Yeah. yeah. I finished... certainly not of the cold GTA. There you go. Yeah. It's... I wouldn't... It it definitely doesn't hold up. Doesn't it? But... GTA 4? Yeah, the controls are a bit ho-hum. Like, particularly the shooting controls, because it still has the same issue the old ones have, where you got like a... A circular reticle that just auto locks to anything yeah. in your periphery, just and that's, that's it. Right. And you're stuck. Like, so it's got some issues. Yeah, whiplash from like aiming. Yeah, and everything's grey. Everything is grey, grey or brown. Like, it doesn't have much of a colour palette, but it's cool. It just it, it's. And you can go bowling with Roland at any time, and he will remind oh, you. Roman. <laughs> hey, cousin. I do remember the ending of GTA Four being like stupid. Yeah, really it was it, very it got, poorly put together. But on the bright side, when you play the DLC, um, and like particularly the Ballad of Gay Tony, oh, I've heard good things about that. Yeah, it, it ties in, and it actually provides a completely different uh, point of view to those events that co- coalesce towards the end. And it, I think, it saves that last quarter or so of GTA oh, okay. Four. There you go. I never played the DLC, so I guess I didn't. I didn't yeah, have I got a chance to have it saved for me. Yeah, I, okay. look, if someone had the it on their pledge list to go through i think they'd enjoy it but if you're going to pick it up for a weekend i think you'll put it down in in and play something else probably a bit more enjoyable tales of iron tales of iron oh shout out to tales of iron i, I <laughs> do want to want to play um gta 5 so that's the closest i'll probably get holly do you have any um interest in that i did enjoy the older like san andreas maybe bit yeah. sad that it's digital though because i remember when you get the older games you pull out the map and the map you get like the physical copy of the map and the map would like cover your whole yeah. table you could <laughs> use it as a tablecloth yeah you could use it as a tablecloth so but having three games there with giant maps might be <laughs> just <laughs> spread it out and... no yeah, i like it, could, it it could be interesting but like i said you got to find the time for it and open world games especially when there's a pokemon presents happening well i think it's already it'll already have have happened by the time this this goes live that's but, the best yeah, segue so of all time a, there's a pokemon <laughs> i'm uh, still trying to figure it out <laughs> the <Yeah>. whiplash <laughs> <laughs> there's a pokemon presents happening this week it's happened and it is going to feature something about pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl um, as well as Pokemon Legends Arceus. I don't know if that's how you say it. How do you pronounce that one? Yeah. Let's call it Arceus. We're owning it. Yeah. You heard it here first. It's called Arceus. I don't care what you guys say. 
Very, very exciting there. Now, something that will make uh, Kieran oh, yeah. a very excited little man is um, Halo Infinite has been rated in Australia, uh, which makes it... And it is R18 using that rating. Oh, is it? No. Oh, no, you had me going. <laughs> How good would it be if it was? I would be Finally, that awesome. full frontal bloody graphic violence that we need in the Halo universe. I just can't believe how much they're sexing up Cortana. <laughs> well, they definitely did, though, in Halo 4 and 5, man. 4 really. and 5, they definitely made her curvy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but go for it. Because <laughs> it sells, um, damn it. Sure. So, yeah, I was pretty confident that only half of this game would launch this year. I think, Nathan, you were on that podcast when I said that. Mm, uh, that I mm. thought that the multiplayer would definitely launch this year, but the story might be push back to, to 2022, but it looks like I'm off the mark there. You were wrong. Like you were dead feels, wrong. Feels, feels got me over a barrel because um, <laughs> the game is being rated. Uh, so, and... What was the rating, by the way? M. PG? M. PG-13? M, well, yeah. <laughs> that is technically the PG-13. Do you, do you remember the old rating of AO? Like, this is for TV. Oh, adults only. Adult, yeah, man. Which they, which they still have on Steam, don't they? Oh, do they? Keeping yeah, those Australian traditions alive. What are you doing watching SBS after a 10pm, you naughty boy? <laughs> it's for the culture, I swear. <laughs> um, yeah, so Phil has said... Uh, I don't, Phil I don't know himself? With. Phil, Phil himself has said... Um, the the head of 343i, Phil Spencer. 10. No, he said that uh, they have basically got it locked down to like a four-week period. Or they have a pretty good idea of when they're going to launch Halo. Mm. It's just a matter of picking picking the date. So pretty much when's when's uh, when's COD going to launch? Yeah, Because yeah, we'll, yep. we'll pick the date. That they Hopefully he's kind to me because I think I'm reviewing COD as I often do. Uh, yeah. I've got to give it my obligatory seven or eight, and then uh, I kind of want to do Halo as well. But I, I definitely want to play both of them properly, and, even if I'm not reviewing them. So. You'll uh, you'll be the one entrusted with, you know, that masterpiece from three four three. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Everyone's just gonna calm so. down. I reckon if they released it when they said they were going to before the internet said they didn't like the look of that that bloke that brute. Mm. Oh man, the the memes that came out of that were just glorious. Um, I, I thought it looked fine at that point. Yeah. No, it, it looked bum. I'm really? Sorry. I, yeah. I I have never been one to prize. Graphics over gameplay. It can graphics can certainly enhance gameplay. As in The Last of Us, sort of just was, blew me away. God of War um, blew me away, but they were God of War also had the mechanics to go with it. Deserve a solid ten. Um, but you know, Halo has cool gameplay. It, it's got good gunplay. It's got excellent enemy AI. If you crank up the difficulty to legendary. Um, it just has the, the the encounters are really well put together and it's just clever and it's fun and the multiplayer is, is cool too so it's just it's just the real deal man it's the whole package look I'll uh, I'll give I'll give the campaign a spin let's do it let's do it together that, legendary that, <laughs> what's it called the, when you have all skulls on what's it called Spartan no 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 no, 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 no. It's, it's called laser no. run or something ugh Anyway, Halo, I mean, buddy, Jordan Garcia will be like, Kieran, why didn't you know that? But you can just turn on a bunch of really tough modifiers, play on Legendary and just and get hurt constantly. 
Never make it out of the first level. Yeah, legendary all skulls on Lazo. What's up? Super fan right here. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you for tuning into this Halo fan podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Shout out to Returnal as well. Yeah. My boy. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's quickly go into off topics. Um, I don't think there's any other news. Anyone got any off topics that they want to talk about this week? My favourite off topic every week is what has Zach been watching that's not in English? That's a good question. SBS after 10pm. I'm still watching The Maya. Sorry. I'm still watching The Maya. Uh, I think I'm near the... I I finished them. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think of them? It's it's an unusual one, that one. I have thoughts that probably can't be discussed without spoilers. Um, but it's worth a watch. Did you have it's, any interest in like White Compton? Like, did that mean anything to you, or was that just is that what it's about? Yeah, it's like Compton in like the sixties, and it's just all white. And then you have got like this one black family move in, and it's like if you know about Compton, you know that like that's the sort of it's the start of things. Um, <gasps> it gets dark. That sounds. It's a horror. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's. I think it goes for too long. It's ten episodes. It, it does go for too long. It way too long. Yeah, it should have been like six. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a movie that's slightly too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but the Maya's really good. Uh, I think I want to watch Catla next, which I think is a Finnish TV show. Maybe don't hold me to that one, as I'm not sure if it's Finnish or not. But it looks it looks pretty cool. Do you like um, your like Scandinavian crime procedurals or something? I do I'm very I do like my Scandinavian. <laughs> so you've seen like Cat- the killing and stuff. Uh, I'm trying to find... It's Icelandic, so there you go. Oh, um, oh, even more niche. Does Bjork oh, wow. make an appearance? Um, he does not, but it's, it's got 100%, 100% yeah, of the tomatoes. Everyone in the cast is related. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but apart from that, I the new Caskets album come out, and that's a fire album. Love it. I listened um, to half a song. I'm yet to give it a proper spin. It's uh, very good. I reckon I've given it fifteen to twenty listens at this, at this rate, um, and I dig it. So is it heavy? Feel like, uh, well, heavy like heavy like my type of heavy. Like I'm talking. Well, it doesn't have to be Polaris, but it has to have some edge, you know. Yes, I'd say yes, but I don't know if you're going to jive with all the singing because okay. it is mostly cleans. Okay, right. But the guy's got a very good voice. Because I like my it's angry man like, to like uh, to, to scream and like yell at me. Time the Bellywater. See, I like, like Time the Bellywater. So yeah. this could this yeah. could just work. But Speaking of good cool. voices, who's keen for Donda? Silence, uh, crickets. Donda, new Kanye album. Come on, oh, mate. Oh, God no! <laughs> I wish people could have seen the facial expressions of all three of them just oh, dropped. I think I even Holly gave me a crowd. <laughs> you you really need um, KV here for that. Damn right I do. Just most of the time, I think he's usually in my pocket. No, what does that even really mean? Need, you either need him, or you need to just have Adam here to talk, so you can go. I agree with everything Adam just said. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Adam well, at least, you know, oh, I guess by virtue now I've earned enough of his goodwill that he probably would just be in my court too. So you know, yeah, yeah. swings and roundabouts. Play yeah. Kanye, huh? You play the smart game. Yeah. Shoutouts. Holly, what about you? Have you have you watched or listened to anything? Uh, I watched The Suicide Squad over the weekend. Oh, right. Ooh, yeah. It's getting very good yeah, reviews. Good. Mm, very good. Much better than the first ah. one. <laughs> yeah, the first oh, yeah. one was rubbish. Mm. 
in there. Favorite but character? Is, is it just like a redo? They're like, okay, the first one sucked. Let's just make another one. That's are they in the same universe? Like, figure my experience. They're in the same universes, but they kind of just went. Yeah, we that happened. And they don't have Jared Leto, do they? No, no, no. no. Then I'm not watching it. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to watch it. King Shark. Oh, the Street Shark. Brilliant. Street Shark. Yeah. Yeah. Shout outs. Love that. Shout outs. Sylvester Stallone's best role still (laughs) maintained. Give him an. That's that'll be his second Oscar after Rocky. Is he the is he the voice of the Street Shark? It totally is. That's awesome. That's perfect. Because, you know, like, by now Sylvester Stallone sounds like he's been concussed too many times. Yeah. Perfect role for a standing shark. Yeah, the Ooh. mouth just doesn't, like, doesn't open, does it, anymore? It's just sort of Yeah, exactly. Static. He just sort of opens the quarter of his mouth, and that's all he needs. <laughs> and what comes mm. out is just gold. It's brilliant. Speaking of um, old films, I started watching one again the other night, a favourite of mine. I want to know if Kieran can guess this, see how well he the does know me. No, no, yeah. Uh, what is it that snow holiday one no that snowboarding one snowed in what? no it's an action oh. action film feel good action film a uh, Serbian film oh god that's Jesus not that's Christ. not quite <laughs> what the answer was a feel good no. action film um last action hero from, from the from oh, the good. early two th- late 90s early 2000s I want to say the Super Mario Brothers film no, fuck that. Sure, that, on. that movie was gold. Oh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, you sh- no, you, too early, too early. Come back a bit. Too early? Oh, God, I've gone too far. Oh, it's, Come not, on. it's not John you Wick. Know. I know you love John Wick. No, nah, I, was, I, was, I started watching The Mummy again. Oh, oh yeah, because Brendan Fraser's still in the rounds a lot lately. He yeah, is. But, uh, he's back he's in, in the Scorsese's next film. It's, it's going to be his, his comeback to like serious cinema, is it not? Probably. After um, I've, George of the Jungle. I've been no. watching him Mate, in um, he's good. Doom Doom Patrol, which is one of the DC series. He's like the main character in that. That's pretty cool. He's he's uh, good in uh, Crash as well. Even he's, not... he's got a very, very small part in it. But, hmm. but yeah. Anyway, shout out to Brendan Fraser. Good, uh, good man. Anyone got anything else they want to share? Yeah, I'll just watch the movie on. Host. Oh, so it's on. Um, it's did, on did you watch uh, the Korean one or? Uh, no, it's a, it's. It might be from the UK, but um, Host. it's a really cool, only hour-long film where they do a séance over Zoom, and then just weird stuff oh. starts to happen. But it's very, very well put together. Whoever filmed it has made it like feel really natural. Everyone's very well accustomed to Zoom. This thing won awards at film festivals and stuff like that, and it's oh. taken me ages to get around it. But I recently subscribed, Zach, to a horror movie subscription service Shutter. called... Shudder. Shudder. And it's brilliant. <laughs> and it has host on it, which is also brilliant. So now, get around that. How does that feel? It feels... You had to subscribe to something to watch. It feels right, you know? Because it's just, it's yeah, chock-a-block full of horror films. Like, I don't have to, you know, subscribe to other platforms. But they're all in the one spot. Shut up, Zach. And you, and you, you I know that you're a, you're a very passionate man about supporting the artists. Like, exactly. You, you, you are very big on that. This way, they get a chunk of shutter money. I don't know how it works. Money is a mystery oh, a to man. me. <laughs> Pushing the industry forward, some would say. <laughs> That's right. I'll, just I'll one movie at a time. Very quick quickly oh, in there so yeah. over the weekend um for the for the fellow weeaboos listening in i we've had um at the avon galleon three 
plus one, whatever it's called. So I've watched the Evangelion rebuild. Hmm? Yes. Oh, you, yep. Three plus one is four. Yes. Yes. Woohoo! Four Shout indeed. Out. So the yes. fourth film. So yeah, I've, I've um, so I'm personally Evangelion, Neon Genesis Evangelion is my favourite anime. And what's your, what's your favourite anime, Zach? Uh, Widget the Worldwide Watcher. <laughs> anyway, ignoring that, I'm sure that's not legit. Maybe is that Trigun? Trigun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shit. Purely for the intro guitar. Yeah, it's which got a great kicks all opening. sorts of ass. I used yeah, to no, play like... it too. I'm gonna relearn that. Oh wow. So anyway, um, yeah, favorite anime, which is finally after all these years, got a movie series to explain the story because the original series got cut short after like 26 episodes. So here we go. Decades later, we finally get a conclusion, and it was brilliant. So, shout out to all the fellow weaves that got to enjoy that on the weekend. I'm nice. sure you really enjoyed it. I can't believe you've never seen Widget the Wop Watcher. Now, I'm like, Widget now I'm the Wop I know you've made me Google it before. Watcher. It's a cursed Google search, I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, let's We're gonna uh, watch uh, wrap the clangers up. afterwards. Yeah. Thank you uh, for tuning Binge. in to this week's episode of the World Play DLC podcast. If you want to go to the website and check out the reviews we've got up, previews, whatnot, uh, you can go to www.well-play.com.au. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Holly, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you again soon. Thank you for having me. And, uh, yeah, enjoy your weekend. Blessings and salutations. <laughs>